at the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! G'day Hoopers, I am Matty G. You can check me out on Twitter and all of the socials at MBAGWiz. With me today is my dude at FilthyIFS, Mr. Jake Skidmore. How you doing, Skiddy? G'day, Matty boy. Yeah, I'm going very, very well, mate. Yeah, just a nice start Saturday afternoon. So we're looking forward to it. And uh, I can't wait to get in cracked into this with you. I woke up this morning and had myself a nice coffee in my nice uh, four-in-one, courtesy of the standard squeeze. And then you wouldn't believe it, it's ready to go for beer time as well. So <laughs> big shout out to the standard squeeze. Thank you very much. Keeping me uh, coffee warm and me beers cold. That's right. I'm repping it on the hat right here. And if you want to copy a four in one like Skitty or any of the pause and jump online, of course, to the standard squeeze and use promo code inside 15, get 15% off all of your swag. And talking about swag, this is a bit of swagger in the speech right now for Jake Skidmore. Cause this is, this is like the most exciting thing to talk about for you. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, boy. Oh, I've been waiting for this day. So I'm ready to go. I had to do absolute stuff all research as soon as I watched every single game they played last year. So <laughs> I'm ready to go for this. I'm ready to get cracked in. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a throwback bad Doty fan. I'm actually repping it for those that you see at home right here. Shout out yes. to my friend Elizabeth over in Cleveland, the Coliseum, the Palace on the Prairie, way back yeah. in the day with uh, good old Mark Price. Oh, Price. Price. Yeah, Price back in the day. Craig yeah, Craig as Yellow well. back in the day. Now he's the, uh, the commentator going around, just giving no special comments whatsoever, but God, he's good to listen to. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what now, we're looking at their season last year. I'm going to let you tell us about their 22-23 season. So for anyone listening, this is one of our preseason podcasts. If anything changes after that, date, whoops, sorry, we're recording this on a Saturday in July, but we're getting on top of it with the Cavs, one of our favorite teams. Uh, Skitty, tell us about how their 2023 season went and what we're looking at for the season ahead. Yeah, so basically we were a lot better uh, regular season team. And also, like a lot of people will say that the the Cavaliers season last year was a failure because uh, of what happened in the playoffs and everything like that. I don't say it like that. You don't see very many teams that get a star player in their first year and they just gel immediately. But the Cavs kind of did and then their weaknesses were exploited by the Knicks. Uh, in that playoff series. So with bringing in Donovan Mitchell, he seemed to gel really, really well, but there's obviously a little bit of, um, there's a couple of flaws in what they were trying to do where they would uh, have Donovan and Garland really just dominate the ball, which was better than what they had the year before when it was just Garland. But then they showed where uh, Allen wasn't, uh, bulky enough to handle Mitchell Robinson and Mobley was kind of just a little bit like everywhere kind of thing in the playoffs. And the Knicks really took advantage of that. Another year on. I, think, I would think it was a size thing. Like you're looking at a very small backcourt when you think about it at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like you look at Darius Garland, his six, I mean, I'm tall, I'm bigger than Darius Garland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I mean, like, and, and so is Donovan Mitchell. I'm bigger than both of these blokes and I'm messing out there with a really big lineup as well. So I think that got exploited a little bit. They've kind of retooled yeah. a little bit for this year. We'll talk about how I think the Cavs are one of the most vanilla teams in the NBA. 
And I, and I mean that with all due respect to the Cavs because <laughs> right. I, we'll, we'll get to it. But look, think about it. What have they changed? Nothing. They've made no huge acquisitions later, like down the track. It's pretty much as it's, it's business as usual, which is yeah. great when you win 51 games and you come second in your division. Mm. It's not bad, but is it what you want as a Cavs fan? Well, I, I like what they did. I mean, I would have liked them to get a better perimeter defender on the team that can shoot a little bit as well. I mean, Kelly Oubre is still sitting there. I'd love for the Cavs to go get Tsunami Papi, not because, you know, I have a man crush on Kelly Oubre. And yeah, oh, you do. You do have a man crush I mean, on Kelly Oubre, the hair, and you like Converse, and it's a win-win. That's- that's not just the reason why I want him on the Cavs. I mean, it's a reason, but <laughs> he's also a good defender. But I like the acquisitions that we got because a lot of times in that playoff series, we got very stagnant in our offense. And it seemed like we would we would take 20 seconds to get into something and then have no one to shoot it with when... But now we add Max Struess and Georgie's Niang to get a bit more shooting into the team. I don't mind it. Like, it's it's not great, but it's not a negative in my eyes. Yeah, look, what we're going to think about a little bit for that is, well, let's get straight down to the business indeed. Um, we've got this up here. This is the uh, Cavs season preview. And we just talked mm-hmm. about that, the ins and the outs of the team for this year. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, in Maxi Struess, Ty Jerome, which I think is a very interesting ad. We'll touch on him. Yeah. Uh, George yeah. Yang, Damian Jones has been your most recent acquisition. Uh, and your rookie, Armani Bates, which yeah, as you've boy. been talking about this off, you love Armani, but he's not going to play a hell of a lot. Uh, maybe no. down the stretch that they'll get him in. Uh, your outs, though, uh, oh, it's, it's Chetty Osman, long-time Cavaliers guy. Are you a bit sad to see Chetty go because he's just such a loyal soldier? He was the guy. He was the guy. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like he was, he was definitely a uh, a cult figure in Cleveland, um, and every Cavs fan like loved Chetty. I mean, yeah, he, like he was very, very streaky in the fact that you know yeah. he could come out there and he could shoot one for eight three pointers. But you still be cheering him on when he hit that one. And then there's some games where he just like hits seven, like he got 17 points in like five minutes. You go, what the hell just happened? Like, how how did this happen? He really fed off of the fans. It's gonna be sad to see him go, but you know, we're in that, we're in that win now kind of mode. So you've got to make some tough decisions and all the best to him in San Antonio. I hope he does get a uh, a, a fair role there because yeah, he was been a good law yeah. soldier. He has been, and out the door as well, Lamar Stevens. Is yeah. it my mommy or my daddy, Diakite? Uh, Ra- <laughs> Mamadi Diakite. Yeah, you can say it. I call, I call, it, I call him the kite. I call him the kite of my mommy or my daddy's kite. Uh, Robin Lopez <laughs> and Danny Green, uh, they're all out the door as well over there in Cleveland, as we said, adding room for those new guys to come along. So, um, how are we going to do the? Oh, go on. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, so if we just look at it in the way of how the Cavs have actually uh, restructured this, right? And if you look at them, pretty much every single replacement we have for those players is an upgrade. Damian Jones is over Robin Lopez, even though I love Robin Lopez's little, like, little sky hook. Ooh, a little hooksy daisy. Um, A little hooksy daisy. Yeah, a little hooksy daisy. (laughs) The uh, really, really crap version of... uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, but that's all right. <laughs> and uh, uh, like Niang, more shooting than Stevens. Um, vet- veteran presence as well. Ty Jerome, I'll take him over. Uh, Neto as well. He's got that Warriors experience, which is always nice to have. And Struis over Osman. I mean, every single one of those yeah. is an upgrade over what we had. And I'm pretty sure Danny Green may be still on the roster, but that's all right. He's not going to play much anyway. 
No, he's not really. I I don't think he's there. I mean, I know he's on the roster, technically speaking, but he's being cleared mm-hmm. off in some on some of the stats. We found him on there. Some we found him off there. So you and I were yeah. like, which way we go with him? As far as we're concerned, he's a zero factor for this year, which actually brings us to this one here. What we're going to be doing with all these inside fantasy pods, we're going to be looking at all the teams. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a depth chart of about 10 or 11 players. Uh, we're going to rank them where they're going to be either. You can see on the left-hand side of your screen there for those for those listeners, we have an equal sign, mm. a stop sign, a minus sign, or a plus <laughs> sign. The plus sign is not a medical thing because it's not red. They're not going to hospital. No. But we think a possibly improved role. And you can also yeah. see it all the way down the bottom there with uh, Maxi Struess. Uh, you can see it going either way there on the team. Mm. Uh, we look at you have the death chart on this one. We've got Jared Allen. Amani Bates, again, no stats from last year, but we look at how deep their team was and they put together some really good runs, including their fantasy ranks. You've mentioned Jared Allen before. What can we expect maybe to see from him holding the middle down this year? Because again, there is not, there were more backups in the team last year. They've only got one real traditional backup center coming in now with Damian yeah. Jones. Mm-hmm. What can you expect from Jared Allen apart from 68 games played? Yeah, Allen, he, he's... He's very solid in what he does. You know what you're going to get from Jared Allen. It's, you know, you're going to get your field goal percentage high. You're going to get a few points. You're going to get a couple of the, like, he gets a couple of assists as well for a center because he can kind of play that uh, when they pass the ball into Allen and the post, he never looks to have any post game, but he'll look for Mobley to then cut off of that or to pass out to Garland and Mitchell. So he does do that all right, and he's going to get you the blocks. You know he's going to get you the blocks. He plays that role very, very well. I think yep. just with Allen, he just needs to – his positioning on rebounding is a major thing that he needs to work on. And also when he is open, to just take that shot and have more trust in his teammates that they've got him in the right position. He seems very hesitant sometimes, but I mm-hmm. think there's going to be – Allen is going to be basically where he was last year with maybe like a slight decline to give more of an opportunity to Mobley to do more of those things. And now also too, he doesn't have to play every, all those minutes either because Damian Jones is an actual center that can still move. Unlike Robin Lopez, he looked like a transformer out there. His knees are cooked. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, and, and talking about that on Evan Mobley, I, I, look, I put down a small forward because I was in a small forward mode looking at George's <laughs> around. He's, he's on down he's there. After he's, he's not. He is a power forward slash center, mm. let's be fair. So I will uh, talk about that bloke down there. Uh, his yeah. overall fantasy ranking last year was 53. We're going to touch on him yeah. as a player to watch. Uh, 79 games, so pretty much the most of the starters played. He was very dependable and durable. 34 minutes a night, 16 points a game. Uh, field goal percentage. Oh, I stuffed that one up. It was high. I've got it in the next slide. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> no, I think seventy. Look, there. Look, we'll get to it there. Look, I'll just cut to the yeah, cut yeah. to the business. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. There you go. Evan Mobley's field goal percentage five fifty four. You can see yeah. though it's a bit derailed. So when we get to these depth charts and looking over the team, we're going to come back to that. But you can see there it's five fifty four. His the red isn't good. So his free throw percentage, we really want that to get up there. His rebounds between him and Jared Allen. And this is the thing. Everyone says Jared Allen is the center that blocks. Jared Allen is the center that Mm -hmm. blocks. Actually, it's your power forward, Evan Mobley, who averages more blocks a game. So getting more out of Allen, I I pretty much, we kind of see Evan as the guy who could equally stay the same, 100% with improved efficiency, just slightly and hitting yeah. a couple of threes, or even one three a game would take at this point yeah, from him to correct. stretch that floor. Because what yeah. we'll pull out is that next status. Going down the line, you've got Dean Wade. We're, under, we're, we're He's the first one we're going to say. He's going to have a diminished yeah. role this year, correct? Yeah. 
down. Yeah, absolutely. He's not going to like. We don't have to do this bull crap where we're going to trial these six foot ten blokes at small forward. It's either going to be Struis, Levert, Okoro. It's going to be one of those. Wade's going to have a very diminished role now that Georgie Niang's in as well because he's more reliable three point shooter. He's experienced and he can play better defense and, and move better than Wade does. Not to say Wade is shit or anything like that. He's a very yeah. serviceable player, but we have better options now. He's serviceable with an absolutely horrendous field goal percentage. I mean, for oh, like, yeah. as a bigger fella, you want to see him get to the cup a lot more. And yeah, he's there yeah. as a floor spacer. He can't. But he can only shoot he That is it. He has no... If he's not shooting it, he's passing it because he has no drive ability. I've seen him do it once. He got an and one. I was like, here we go. He can do it. Didn't see him do it for another 20 games. Couldn't believe it. And then he can't even hit his free throws. He's at 654. So he's not exactly like someone who wants to drive to the cup because he can depend on his free throw to knock them down. So he's like, I don't want to make it. If I miss the three, it's fine. Everyone misses a three. But you want to see your big fellas. You want to see aggressive small forwards and power forwards get at least five. If they have the opportunity, I like them to be averaging at least four and a half free throw attempts a game. Yeah. He's we nowhere don't need to see them like Yeah, they don't need to be like Benny, Benedict Matherin spec where he's just literally throwing himself at people and like trying to get fouls called. Just a couple here and there, no worries. That's That yeah. would be absolutely get inside. Get inside, Dino. You're a big lad. Yeah. Go in there. Go, get in there, Dean. Get in. No, oh, no he's a, I'm okay. He's a little I'm bit skinny. small. He's a little bit skinny. He's, like, he's a bit give small. him some weight room. Yeah, give him a couple of steaks, a couple of porterhouses, and he'll be right. <laughs> And you touched on your old mate, Isaac Okoro. You can see like from his stats over here, Isaac is, look, what, what do we say about Isaac? Yeah. Like, look, like he's a lockdown defender. He's a very good defender. His feet and his reading is very, very good. It, like, you He's know, a great defender who doesn't get many steals or blocks. It's the funny correct. thing about him. We say that about it. He's a good body, like he's a good yes. checking player. Yeah, it's like it's like Dylan Brooks. Like Brooks doesn't get very many steals either, but he's a very good. He has a very good ability to stay in front of players, and he's got a good ability to be able to use his strength and use his body. And that's what Okoro does. Not to the same level as Dylan Brooks, but he has that kind of mindset. But he's not going to get. He's not a fantasy player. He's a and real I think life, that's he's better real life. You're, you're spot on. I think that's what we need to talk about when we talk about NBA fantasy. When we're talking about NBA fantasy, and when you hear the words like, "He's a good defender." And in the back of your head in your draft, if that's mm. in your head, if that's in your head, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a defender. What do defenders do? Oh, they stop players scoring the ball, which means they will right. probably steal it or they'll probably block it. Like that's in your head. Like that's ingrained. Yeah. It's like yeah. if you want breakfast, you might want a bacon and roll or you might want cereal because that's what you do at breakfast time. Yeah. Good defenders should be getting you defensive stats. Not always elite defenders bring you Correct. steals and blocks. Good mm-hmm. defenders just know how to have their body in front of a basketball. And it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. translate to NBA fantasy getting you like 1.5 blocks because the, the best thieves in the team were Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Correct. And you would not yeah. say either of those two are elite defenders. Donovan Mitchell used to be in college for a smaller dude, and then he went away. He actually had a bit of a return to form of last year. He, when he, didn't get he those definitely did, yeah. Steals. Well, yeah. I love that. He was the 15th-ranked player in fantasy. Mm. I love Donovan Mitchell. I am 100% taking Donovan Mitchell every single draft, every single year in the mm. second round. If he is there uh, past the yeah. turn, I'm taking him at 13, 14, because he's going to get me some elite stats, and we'll get to that. Donovan Mitchell is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, the king in Cleveland. Taking that oh, yeah. throne from LeBron, taking that throne from Darius, he is absolutely the man there. Isaac Okoro, his position's been filled. So, mm. like, the, the stars are going to shine. Guys like Isaac Okoro, this is his season, Skitty. Do you yeah. think this is this? We'll get to this is the season where they say yes or no to him, isn't it? 
Yes, it's absolutely. He needs. He's shown what he can do on defense, and all Cavs fans love what he can do on defense. It's just that he's an absolute wet blanket on offense, and he's working really hard on that three pointer. Um, I've got a lot of reports that he's in there all the time, just literally shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes, because he knows he's he can take people off the dribble if need be. It's just that he's got to get that knockdown, consistent three uh, three point shot. Although he did have. A beautiful buzzer beater against the Nets last year that had me losing it. Could not believe yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if he can get some, it, it doesn't even need to be like, it doesn't need to be like he's a knockdown 44% three point shooter. Just somewhere up, just th- like high 400s. We'll take the 400s. We'll take 400s. Yeah. yeah high That'd 30, be nice. That'd be nice for No worries. I, That's fine. And this is, just and this is where he's. Can, yeah, exactly. Because this is what you were saying as a Cavs fan. You are actually, because you like Isaac Okora, you're invested in the organization with him. You want him to succeed. We want good things for you, Isaac. We love your surname. It's a lot of fun to say. Okoro. Okoro. But you've got George's Nanyan on here, and he does the same role as you. He's, a, he's again, a very service little pendant. I mean, you look at the stats yeah. between these blokes. There's not two dissimilarities between them. Like, there's, there's not that, apart from the fact that the- Nanyan can shoot threes. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah, can't shoot eight points. I've got him in the next one over here because we, we're going to put him in here mm. as a starter. But if you look down the three points made for this team, it's dry. So we're going to have – these it are is. the main starts of who we think it's going to be the starting five for the Cleveland Cavaliers. If we have a look at that down yeah. this chart over here and you look at the three points made per game, it drops off a cliff after Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Like 2.5 mm. for Darius Garland, 3.6 for Donovan Mitchell, 1.7 from Karis LeVert, who – we think might get the starting job, even though he's a firecracker. We'll get to that. But there's none yeah. from Mobley and none from Allen. You look at that. Your option. You just look down that one column right in the middle of that chart, and your offense falls off a cliff after Karis LeVert from the outside. Your ability to stretch the floor is gone. That's where Niang is a much more serviceable option to stretch that floor out for these guys. Mm. Or Struess. Or Struess. Yeah. We love Struce Maxi Struess. Well. Tell us. Yeah. What are you thinking about Maxi Struess and your team? Um, I like the signing. I thought I, I don't know, there was more, there was other reports coming out of other players where I was kind of like, oh yeah, that could work. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And then out of nowhere, Struce came to Cleveland and I went, okay, right. So I can see it in the aspect of the three point shooting. He's got a little bit of defense. He's got that. Obviously he's just gone to the finals with the heat as well. So I'm, I'm on board with Struce. I like Struce. Um, I just want to see how he goes with this Cavs team. Um, it's obviously a little bit different to how the Miami team kind of worked, where Miami obviously played a, a very, very switchy zone defense kind of structure yeah. where the Cavs kind of more relied on that zone, that 3-2 zone, but with relying heavily on the top defender while Mitchell and Garland were both on the floor, whether it was Levert or... Um, Okoro, and then relied on the big guys to kind of make those reads when they came in. So I don't know if Struess can really be that kind of player to play the on-ball role, unless like Garland really muscles up and he's got, because he's got good instincts and he's got good speed. It's just that he's very, like, he's not built like the other boys. Um, So it's kind of hard when you're trying to take – like when you're taking Garland one-on-one, you're going to look for that mismatch. So I don't yeah. know if Struce works in that aspect, but that's why Okoro kind of did. And Levert really showed that he still had that kind of defensive work that he had in Brooklyn that made him so uh, coveted to why Indiana wanted him. 
Um, so I want to see how it all kind of works. Um, yeah. But I think the Cavs are going to be, and what from what I've heard, training camp's going to be very, very intense where it's got um, Okoro, Levert and Struess all kind of vying for that starting small forward position where uh, Levert has also come out and said that he's happy to play the bench role to be that flamethrower kind of Lou Will kind of role. Um, so it could be a sneaky for six men of the year. Don't know. We'll mm. see. He does like to chuck mm. shots sometimes. So he does. We'll uh, talk about that soon, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think it's going to be a very I, I, I'm very interested to see where they land on for the first game of the season. Um, whether it be Okoro, Levert, or Struce. Um, I just want to see how it all works. I just want to see because here's the main thing that we got to remember as well, Maddie. This Cavs team is all they are all in on internal growth. Because when we look at it, Mitchell, 25, Garland, 22, Jared Allen, 24, Mobley, 20. Like, yep. these these are very young players that we have gone, we've said, okay, these guys need to perform now. No, they don't. Like, this is a team that is, all of them are before prime. So yeah. there is, if they all grow in the way that they expected to grow, this could be a very, very serious team <laughs> because they're all still young and they're all not filled out in their bodies yet, besides probably Donovan. But yeah, you know that this, this it's a team that can even grow. even so, Ty Jerome even Ty Jerome who you bought in is only twenty six years old. Correct. He, he feels like he's, he's twenty six. Like he, he feels does, like doesn't he's he? Thirty. I swear he was Georges Niang like is thirty. He was, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, George Niang's thirty. Niang's on. Is he? He's thirty. Bloody hell! He's, 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 he looks fifty. He's the oldest hey. guy in the team. Mate, I don't know what the hell that Ricky Buddy Rubio. Yeah, I was looking at it last night when we were doing the research for it, and I was like, they pretty much dropped everyone. Danny Green was an old man at 36 years old. Uh, and that's yeah, why he's well, off the team because he couldn't hand it. He's, he's he been around just for brought, He's just brought in for veteran presence, though, and like to be like a bit of pretty a um, off court kind of leader kind of thing because we didn't have that after Kevin Love left. You pretty much got all your 30 plus year olds going. Raul Neto, see you later. You're 31. You've yeah. hit the hay. Robin Lopez, you're Lopez. out there. Mm-hmm. Danny Green, you're done. And there's your average team has just really dropped down. And even Strucy, he's only 27 as well. Uh, Sam yeah. Merrill, who you loved absolutely in Sam. We should pretty shout out to Ooh. Sam. We probably should shout out to Sam Merrill. We'd love to see him come out there and space the floor. He was an absolute cracker from isn't deep he in just summer the, league. Isn't he just the, um, when you say white NBA player, that's a, Sam Merrill should be the poster <laughs> boy for that. <laughs> Shoots threes and is white. From that's Utah State. Look out. <laughs> It's all pretty much part of the course. And this is one of the major questions here. As you can as as you can see on the chart, this is like who we're going to run with our starting five for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We put Karis Levert in because yeah. look, I like I like we like the rhetoric coming out of Cleveland. Like, oh yeah, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my role, I'm gonna be competitive, I'm gonna go for it, but I'm happy yeah. to take the bench. That's someone who's just very happy that they just got paid an absolute truckload of bloody cash. That's yeah, that's not spoken. Not yeah, 18 million this year he's on. As you said, like the pace is one of you, they've stuck him in. And we're going to look, we'll skip down to him very soon because he's one of the players we want to, he's one of our two players that we've chosen to watch this season mm. because it's tied up for grabs with Okoro and Niang. So that's interchangeable where the minutes go. Um, yeah. Damian Jones, this is his eighth team in nine NBA seasons. I mean, he stopped at the Lakers mm-hmm. like 87 times. Toronto, yeah. like he's been at the Lakers twice, Toronto twice. He's like, Mr. Comeback and just fills the gap. Uh, I think he's been at the Kings 17 times. Yeah. I have I to ask so. our yeah, friend yeah. Herbie. Yeah, and then just uh, – he looked good for a little bit too, actually, Damien Jones. He was fantasy relevant for about 15 games about three years ago on the Kings, and then Rashawn Holmes came back and said, say you later, mate, this is my spot. 
and he, and Rashawn Holmes just like just a just a thing. I'm high on him very early over oh, in Dallas this season. It's a massive oh, me me, oh, yeah. it's a massive That's comeback. If he gets like, this it is, now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure he will. Well, Dallas is that team where they'll probably just play Dwight Powell, and you'll be sitting there going, "What the shit are you doing?" Like, I reckon they'll play good... him at the power forward. I reckon they'll do power. I reckon they're going to try and stretch the floor more in Dallas this year. But this is about Cleveland, yeah. Skitty. It's about Cleveland. Yeah. I'm staying sorry, on point. All right, sorry. This is sorry. this is no, no. This is look. As we said, this is what we tend we look at it there. What we've actually broken this down to as well. Dark green is elite. Uh, lime mm-hmm. green is like very good. Soft green is just good. So when we're talking about NBA fantasy, you want to see where these players are fantasy relevant. You can see their best two options here where the green pops out. Obviously, yep. a Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. Um, Darius Garland, uh, 40th rank last year, 69 games play. Obviously, we hope for him to be healthy this year and play yep. in our mid-70s. Like 65-plus is great in an 82. 17 games spread over your season is mm-hmm. is, is is you can wear that. Yep. But when it's for a that. chunk, that's when you can't wear it. Like sometimes yeah. you want to move on that earlier, use that as an asset to get somebody back. Uh, look, his assist, I expected him to possibly be the assist leader right. in the NBA last year. Oh. Like I, he, well, last year I was like, he's, he, he was a shot. He was a bet for that. 7.8. I think that can go up if his team around him can knock down his shots, Isaac Okoro. Yeah. Yeah. That might be yeah. at 9.5 by the end of the year. So yeah. like a couple more of those. He's looking really great. 40th overall pick last year. Donovan Mitchell is a guaranteed second round lock every single season. Yeah. Like absolutely gun. This is an interesting mm-hmm. one. Karis LeVert was 170th ranked. And you can see how bloody average Karis LeVert is here. This mm-hmm. is average, average, average fantasy rank 170. Mm-hmm. Games played, fine. Minutes a game, 30. Points, average, 12. Three points mm-hmm. made, 1.7. Average. Fuel goal percentage, not good. Mm-hmm. Or 31. Mm-hmm. Free throws, 724. His rebounds, 3.8. This is where I really liked Levert last year. And if he continues the game around, we'll get to that. 3.9 assists. So he actually yeah, decided to defer the ball a little bit more, which was a which was an actual thing that we didn't think he was capable of, right? Like we didn't think he was the guy to distribute. He showed it. He gets you a steal a game. He doesn't really block the ball much. Evan Mobley, though, he had an absolute oh. look up. We think it's up, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to him right now as one of the yeah. as one of the people to watch for the team. Watch this space for Evan Mobley this season. There was talk of him being a possible uh, defensive player of the year candidate. We love that for him. In the last month of the 2022-23 season, his assists went up to 3.5 mm-hmm. a game, and we think a leap there could possibly be as a playmaker. His blocks went up to 2.1 blocks a game. His rebounds declined by one a game. Yeah. And his free throw percentage went down as well. So that free mm. throw percentage that you see at 673 actually declined. He could have possibly, if he stuck mm. there and went higher in the 700s, which is something we want to see for him. But it's mm. as a floor spacer, you think they're going to try and space the floor more with Evan Mobley this year over in Cleveland? Yes. So I think that they're going to – like they, whether it's going to be a floor spacing role or they're just going to get more shots into Mobley, he's going to get more of the ball. So I think that they're going to – like he's going to not only have more of an opportunity on offense, um, so I think it's going to be Garland and Mitchell. They're going to do what they're going to do, but they're also going to be looking for Mobley a bit as well. And Mobley and Allen have a very good connection where they par- can get quite good passes to each other. Yeah, they do. But what they what the Cavs didn't do early on was Mobley post-ups. Then at the end of the season when Mo- uh, Allen uh, got injured during this stretch, they let Mobley go into the like to be more aggressive and to go into the post, try and take it into the a couple of the players and everything like that. And he really showed that he had very good uh, instincts on whether he should score it or whether he should pass it. And when he passed it, it went to open shots. So whether that was Garland or Mitchell or Levert or whatever it was, um, the reason the rebounding went down in that 
was during that time was when Allen was out, Mobley then had to become the primary defender. So what Mobley and Allen basically do is that Allen will take most of the drives and everything like that, and Mobley will play weak side. And either Mobley will try and go for a weak side block or he'll be the person to try and get the rebound while Allen is trying to box out. So um, when that came down, Mobley was kind of more thrust into that role, which then made um, uh, Lamar Stevens having to come in and do that kind of off, uh, that kind of rebounding role and everything. So all the Cavs had to kind of help out a bit more while Mobley was doing that. So I can see a bump in Mobley's um, points, assists, if he can get, I think that he'll take more threes as well. Whether yeah. he hits him is a different uh, is a different. different and if he can get, yeah. if he can get his free throws up, then we're looking at a top thirty player here, without 100%. a doubt. But we don't draft him top thirty. That's the thing. Absolutely We've not. Got, and you can see last year he returned as the fifty third ranked player overall. So if you can get him at the same, if you could get him in the fifties again this year, and he can provide yeah. you that top thirty upside. That's where your win is. That's where you draft yeah. a player like that. Because it's very minimal things that he needs to improve on to be able to bring him up, right? We're not. If yeah. you go back to that other uh, slide, Maddie. So Mobley's Mobley's uh, ability to rise in fantasy is very very simple. It's a couple of free throws up, a couple of extra threes, and then his assists are good, rebounds are good, blocks are good, field goal percentage is good. So that would bring up then the points as well if he gets the threes up and the free throws up, which would then bring him into the top 40, top 30, roughly. If we look at uh, Mitchell, right, 15, he had an outstanding season, right, averaging 28 points. I expect the points to come down maybe a little bit, but his overall rank was a little bit in flux by the steals. So if those steals come from 1.5 to 1.2, we could be talking about like the 26th overall player instead of yeah. the 15th. Mobley doesn't have that, right? We know that we know what Mobley is. His is a very easy way to increase his fantasy value. So that's why I, I look at Mobley in the 40s. No worries. I'm ha- I'm very very happy with with how Mobley could expand his game. Yeah, turn the TikTok camera on, uh, Skitty. I've got one for you, this one. Evan Mobley is an absolute must-draft player when he slides down to the 50s this season because everyone's going to be watching two power forward centers that are coming into the league. They're going to be watching Victor Wenbanyama and Chet That's Holgren correct. and really frothing. They're going to be frothing. They are going to be absolutely frothing in your draft to take Chet and they're going to be looking to take Chet and they're going to be looking to take Victor. Well, that's great for them. You're going to be able to get Evan Mobley in your draft, maybe in the 50s or the 60s if he slides on down. And that's going to give you absolute value for him on a return if he hits those areas of return. Evan Mobley is a watch this space player in Cleveland this season and he can get you an excellent return with just a little bit. There's some ups. Evan Mobley is an absolute watch this space. Absolute little bit. Karis look good. Look good. <laughs> now, I was. I, I thought I prepared this one for you out of nowhere for you, Skitty, because I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you this question. Karis Levert was ranked as the 42nd best player in the NBA in the last 30 days, 12 games. That was 128 spots better than his season ranking, according to hashtag yep. basketball. He played just two more minutes. He scored an extra four points a game. His mm-hmm. three-pointers went up to 2.9. And now, as you can mm-hmm. see, they went from average to being dependable. Where he Correct. really succeeded was his field goal efficiency. He went up to mm. 0.537. He was 
absolutely fantastic. His rebounds went up. They were good in his spots with the minutes played. His assists, mm-hmm. 3.8. They were good. I didn't shade that one. But the steals went up to 1.7. And that's yeah. where we really like it. His, his free throws went up a tad. But he went to the 42nd best player in the NBA in the last 30 days. Now, if he was the 170th ranked player, Karis Levert is someone you have to watch this space on. Karis Levert finished in the 170s at the end of the season. But in that last month sample, 12 games of the 22-23 season, he was the 42nd ranked spec player. They've given him the bag. If he keeps that bag, if he does it, he could return absolute value if you're picking him up in the 150s next year in your fantasy draft. Absolutely. I I look at it in the space of if Vert, it's hard because I don't care if he doesn't start. But as long as he's getting the minutes off the bench, that's what I'm like watching for. So if he can get, what was he? He was getting 32. I don't think he's going to get 32. So I'm I'm bringing it down to like 26 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like he played so well as that primary defender as well, which is why I got that was 1.7 steals. But again, it's such a fluctuation. If that comes down, it brings his ranking spots down as well. So. That was because 1.7. Well, no one, no one actually in the NBA averaged more than two steals per game last year. It was the first time in I don't know how many yes. years, but yeah, yeah. OG Ananobi uh, was the highest at 1.9. Uh, if you're not looking at Shaquille Harrison from the Lakers, who played five games or something like that, so <laughs> doesn't um, count, doesn't count, yeah, Shaq. exactly right. Yeah, steals can be very fluctuated, but that's just showing like that was Lavert showing that hey, I can be this primary defender. He had, I'm pretty sure it was 15 games in a row with at least one steal, um, yep. during this time. So Lavert really showed that his, his defense had really like upped an extra point, and then he had come down the other end, and his three point shooting had just returned from when it was in Indiana. Like it was away at the start of the season. So um I yeah, I, I think it's Vert's ha- someone that I'm happy to take a flyer on in maybe like the eleventh round or something like that, just in case mm-hmm. that he does get those minutes. But if he gets twenty nine or thirty, if he gets twenty nine to thirty, if he improves his field goal percentage from that, uh, let's say average Karis up top there, that 30 minutes a okay. night guy drops down to yeah. maybe 28 and a half minutes a night. But if he can mm-hmm. improve his field goal percentage in that time, improve the amount of three-pointers he makes, uh, keep that improved field throw, uh, free throw percentage that he had towards the tail end of the season, yeah. if he keeps the rebounds there that he's doing, helping out on the boards, he keeps the, the playmaking was there, at th- like 3.5, 3.9. If he can keep it about 3.5, yeah. that's great. Yep. Even, if he is, even if the steals drop down to 1.5, that's what we like. Yeah. And if the ball's out of his hands, he's actually reducing those turnovers. That's absolute wins. We want that. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Couldn't agree more. It's a it's a definite yep. watch. Watch this space. Watch how the Cavs play him in the preseason games. It'll be a, a good indication of how they're kind of feeling at that time. It's as I said though, it can be very much up in the air with Akoro and Struits. Let's say let's say right now, right though. Say Levert doesn't get drafted, right, in, in your standard 12-team league teams, right? Yep. Yep. Let's say that. Th- that first game, right, if you see the starting lineup for the Cleveland Cavaliers as Garland, Mitchell, Levert, Mobley, Allen, keep a close eye on it. And if Levert plays 30, pick him up. Yep. Don't even it's question worth it. it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Follow the game. game. Look what's happening in the fourth quarter of the game. If he's hitting 28 yep, minutes time. straight away in that fourth quarter, pick him up. He's going to yep. return value. And you're right. You see where you go. Why? Because you're probably dropping your worst player. Yeah, I mean, like, you're going to be dropping the guy you're not going to like much anyway, or you think, oh, I need to wow. fill a spot. 
Mm. He's going to have the minutes. And again, we talk about opportunity. He's going to have an opportunity to have minutes on a basketball court, which mm. generally translates to fantasy relevance. Well, Cleveland Cavaliers predictions for this year? Second in the Central Division again, 51-31. Games one, up or down. How's this one? Games one, are you taking overs or unders? If I give you if I give you the line at 48, over or under? Over or under 48. Give me, I'll give you 47 and a half. I'll take I'll take 48. I think we can I think we can do it. I think we were very like we were very, very good um with Mitchell Gale and Mobley and Allen. And I think they're just it's internal growth and all the players that we put around them are better than the players we had last year. So yeah, I'll say I'll say over. You'll say over? Uh, predictions fantasy-wise. So you pred- Wait, wait, what are you uh, Yeah, I'm probably... T- yeah, I'm taking over. If, 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 I, look, I want to see what yeah. the line is. Can, do you want to jump on? You've, you've got... I know, Lord knows you have every single app. You have every yeah, app. Have you get on that one. You have, you have all of the sporting apps. You have all of the sporting apps. What I haven't even heard of yet. You're like, mate, you're like, no, she, well, she can't hear this one. We just want to say, oh, did, uh, hey, honey, hey, honey, Skitty, did you do the Cavs pivot? No, no, I just let G do that one. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> we spoke about the paces later. It was great. Um, uh, we're about to, do, does, it have, does it have it up there yet for Central Division? Because no, they could win the division only, this year. We've only, oh, no, we have got regular season wins, actually. They've just put them up. So Cavs at go. the moment is 50.5 over under. Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to say, over. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm so going to go over on that one. Yeah, I can I can see it as well. If we got 51 last year. Oh, hot, 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 hot. A lot of good teams in that time as well. Like we beat Boston three times. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know if you're going to do that this year though. I'm oh I, I look I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with that roster. Anymore. What are they bringing? Yeah. Chris Porzingis? Who cares? Yeah, no, I, but the length, they, they can kill you with length. They yeah. can kill you oh, with Oh, yeah, they'll size. kill us. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll kill absolutely us kill you with size. Like, Mate, they'll just force Jalen Brown left. It's fine. <laughs> he just turns it over all the time. <laughs> In my head, I just have this like character image of Jalen Brown walking around his house during the summer, just bouncing the ball with his left hand. <laughs> Jalen's just doing errands, like he's vacuuming. If, 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 I'm, if yeah. I was just advertising, I'd be Jalen Brown just walking around my house vacuuming with the Dyson in my right hand with the basketball <laughs> in my left hand, just trying to put yeah. some dribble moves on. I'd be calling up Kyrie. Hey, Kyrie, you know what? I know, like, you know, I know you're in Dallas now, but we were teammates, brother. Can you hook mm. me up? Can you show me some handles? And then just Kyrie's like, just yeah, the yeah I'll, I'll give you some handles. And he sends him a bunch of brooms. Um, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. With, I have no idea what the man does with his hands. Don't want to no. think about it. You don't want to think about that too hard in the middle of the night. That's all I'm going to tell you. Jalen Brown playing with balls and what he does with his hands. It's, it's not something you like to think about, Skidmore. Giggity. Giggity. Um, so overall, we're thinking wins up. We're thinking that we're definitely yeah. looking at Donovan Mitchell in your second round. Now, again, if he falls and you're on a, if you're on the end of your second round, beginning of your third round, you're grabbing Donovan Mitchell, even with a little bit of decline. One of the things is points. We, we love to have points and we love the supporting stats with that as well. So Donovan Mitchell, an incredible three-point shooter, elite. He's putting it up there. He's an, What I love about Donovan Mitchell as well, his ability to make free throws at a high volume yeah, is an good. absolute asset on your fantasy team. So we're loving him. We're looking for anywhere between maybe pick 50 for Darius Garland. Yes. We're looking to see I mean, where he's falling in our drafts as an equality point guard who can really get us some steals, get us some assists, but we want to see improved efficiency from Darius Garland. Mm. Uh, do we see them getting, here's my big prediction. Do you see them making it out of the first round of the Eastern conference playoffs next year? 
Yes. Do you think that you do? The East has gotten better. It has gotten better. Um, look, uh, Boston are very good, but, you know, we don't know where Harden's going from Philly. So, you know, I mean, Embiid's still a beast, but Embiid can only do so much by himself. Um, then we've got Miami. Just like Jalen Brown with get, his hands in the middle of the night. <clears throat> that is so correct. Uh, look, if Miami get Dame, I, I mean, that's a that's a buzzsaw to walk into with Dame, Jimmy and Bam. But... Yeah, I, but then I then I see the Cavs in the same spot they were. I mean, Milwaukee and Milwaukee just keep forcing Giannis to the line. He's going to shoot thirty. I mean, sorry, he's going to shoot ten see, of thirty. Um, I see that as a good I mean, matchup for the Cavs, though. What's Do that I? I was just thinking about that. The second you said, I really hadn't thought about it, how it matches up wise, and you said that about yeah. Dame going to Miami. I actually don't. It. I it does, but I don't mind that matchup for the Cavs. The, I actually the don't mind why, that. Yeah, the only reason I don't mind it is because um, if Miami do get Dame, their their depth is shot. Like they have nothing outside. They've of, got no one to trade now. That's exactly why they're not right. getting. So no, exactly you, right. But like, think about it. if they have, say, if they bring Dame, uh, Jimmy, and Bam, and then who are they surrounding them with? They're surrounding with Martin, probably. Who yeah. was pretty? It was bloody good. But then who's got that too? Who's playing? The if two? I'm putting if I'm putting Karis Levert on Damian Lillard as someone dependable on, if I'm having Gar or even Garland or like Donovan like even get in front of him slightly to try and slow him down just a little bit because they're small and quick and can get a little bit of body, but you'd probably run you'd probably run Levert as your primary defender. You you can have Mobley match up one on one with Bam if you can bring in some more I'd of your size. You'd say Jimmy. You'd have him. Okay, fine. You have him on Jimmy. Jared you, on allow- Bam. The thing is, you're going to allow them to score. Like they're still going to put yeah. up like 20 points or something like that. But it's about uh, it, it's all about getting through Miami's defense, and it is, they're going to be relying so heavily on Bam and Jimmy because all the other guy. Remember, Dame's not a very Dame good doesn't defender. defend. He's not a very no, good defender. Dame does not defend. So, whereas at least it, I think it, Tyler Hero likes to play defense. Like he likes to get up and people and bother the hell out of them. Do you remember Tyler Hero was averaging at one point like this season, uh, last season, like eight rebounds a game, like over like yeah. a twenty game stretch? Like you're like, where the hell does this come from? He just likes to snarl at dudes and do yeah. stuff. Like I want to steal the ball from you. Yeah. I'm Tyler Hero. Mate, I, uh, yeah, I love I that. Know. I reckon, yeah, I reckon they're getting out of it too. I reckon they're getting out of the first round. I reckon, I reckon more than fifty wins. I reckon they've got a potential for 52, 53, a slight improvement, and That's getting huge. into the next yeah. round of the playoffs. Mate, thank you so much, Jake Skidmore. You can check us out and follow us all on all the links at Insight F Sports and all of the Twitters, all of the feeds. I am at MBAG Wiz. This is at Filthy IFS. We are the Insight NBA Podcast Network. See ya. Yo. <laughs>